Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. Hey everybody, welcome to the Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast with your hosts, I'm Brad Tuttle. Hi everyone, it's Jana. We're here today to uh, bring you something that is going to be, I think, really encouraging to everyone who's listening. You know, last week we started our podcast and we decided to let everyone get to know us a little bit. And I think a good way to do that is by sharing, um, each of us sharing our testimony, how we came to know Christ as our Savior and the Lord of our life. And last time, our first podcast that we've ever done and we put it up together was my a little bit of my testimony and this week today we're going to talk to my wife my beautiful wife and get a little bit of her testimony and then discuss that a little bit so um, before I have her share something let me just say this um, you're gonna hear in a moment a testimony from just a great woman of God and uh, she just really loves the Lord and she's a woman of great faith and of great character and integrity so I I just want you to understand God has uh, done a great work in her life and not that she needed a whole lot of work but um, (laughs) you know we all need to be safe from our sins because we're sinners when we're born but she's gonna she's gonna share testimony with you a little bit and then if we feel like there's some other things we want to you know, talk about through that, or if I want to interrupt her, like I always do, I'll do that too. So anyway, I'm going to turn this over to my wife and uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jana Tuttle sharing her personal testimony with you. Go ahead, babe. <laughs> oh my, um, it's funny just to hear that, that um, intro from my husband. I'm not wearing waterproof mascara, so I'm trying not to cry when he was saying all those sweet things, <laughs> even though you can't see me, so it wouldn't even matter anyway. But, um, you know, like Brad said, um, he shared his testimony last week with you, and my testimony is a lot different than his. Uh, he did not grow up in church. He came to Christ at 27 years old. Um, I did grow up in the church. Um, I'm from Texas, and um, I don't know if you can tell through me saying y'all or my accent, but, um, you know, we're, we're in the Bible Belt, and so a lot of people go to church here. There is a church on every corner, it seems, and especially in Dallas, a lot of mega churches. So uh, when you're talking to people, you know, if you ask them, where do you go to church? Everybody has a church, it seems that they attend, but um, I was raised in the church, uh, and my parents always took me and my brother. Uh, We went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday evening. Every time the door was open, if there was conferences, uh, whatever there was, we were there. And so I grew up in a a Christian home, a home that... um, believed in the power of prayer, uh, faith, and, you know, just believed God for great things. So I had a mom and dad that served the Lord. And so that's kind of my um, heritage right there, my godly inheritance, I should say. But um, so at 14 years old, I I remember before that being in missionettes, um, you know, being in all of these youth group, children's church. um, And I 
I love the Lord, but the interesting thing was I, I knew I wasn't saved. And how I came to that is when I was 14 years old, um, there was an evangelistic ministry, John Jacobs and the Power Team, that came to our church. And it, if you've never heard of this group, you can probably Google it from the 80s. And um, anyway, uh, they were these huge men who were on fire for the Lord and did feats of strength like breaking uh, bricks with their arms and snapping baseball bats. And they would share their testimonies. They would fill up arenas. And so they were coming to our church. So my parents thought it would be great that my brother and I would be able to go attend and just experience this great expedition of feats and strength for the Lord. So I remember our church was uh, thousands and thousands of members. And we went and I remember we sat in the very back and the leader of the power team was... Uh, ministering. They had already done feats of strength. Um, a, a guy had shared his testimony. And I remember he, uh, the leader started ministering. And I just remember at 14 years old, just when he was ministering, there, there was something happening on the inside of me. I just remember um, there was a stirring. That's all I, I can um, describe it as, like a drawing to the Lord. Um, there was a tenderness to him. And as he was ministering, I just remember thinking, I don't know this Jesus Christ. I don't know him as personal Lord and Savior. I know of him, but I, I don't know him personally. Um, I haven't asked him to be Lord, even though I was raised in the church, memorized scripture, did all of this um, that a normal churchgoer would do. And so... I remember near the end of his message, he was thumping the microphone like a heartbeat. And he said, one day your heart's going to stop. And he goes, you're going to spend an eternity somewhere. It's either going to be with your heavenly father and in heaven, uh, only through Christ, or it's going to be in hell. And I just remember, um, re like I said earlier, the spirit, the Holy Spirit starts stirring on me. You know, the spirit of God draws us to him. And I just remember right then that when he was about to give the altar call, I, I was going to be there and I was determined. And what's so funny is my temperament, my nature is usually to be more reserved. I'm, um, I don't like any attention drawn to me, you know, and of course this would be, we had to sit in the farthest seats up, it seemed, out of this thousands of member church. And so I just thought, okay, here we go. I am going to walk all the way down in front of these people and I'm going to go to the altar because they gave an altar call for those who wanted to receive Christ. So when he gave the altar call, I just remember getting out of my seat and it was like something just drew me. The Holy Spirit drew me there. Like my little feet were going so fast. I think I literally ran to the altar and I remember being at that altar with hundreds of people and just the presence of God just encompassing me. I just remember crying and I'm really not a crier. I do not cry a lot, only if I get into the presence of the Lord. 
And I just remember 14 years old, just being broken before the presence of God, just weeping uncontrollably at that altar and, and knowing that God had a destiny. He put that in my heart, a destiny. And I received Christ. I asked him to forgive me for my sins. I received him as my Lord and savior that night. And I just remember, um, after that, just there was something that changed on the inside of me. There was something that um, desired him like never before, wanted that relationship with him and knew that God had something great in store for me. Amen. So the great thing about that is, is I think one of the most a great thing that she said was that she sensed that there was a drawing. You know, the Bible says in the book of John that no one can come to Christ unless the, unless the father first draws him. So I think it's really powerful to hear that here she was amongst all these people. You know, all of us have our moment. There, there is, for, for those who have come to know Christ as their Savior, they all had a moment. I had my moment in my bedroom, and that's when my heart was moved on by the Holy Spirit. That's when my heart was moved on, opened up to the understanding of my need for Christ, that drawing of the Father of, of my heart to, to the Son, and when I gave my life to Christ, and so that happened to Jana that night when she was in that big auditorium. But in the in the powerful thing about that is, um, her salvation took place, although she had been in a Christian home. So you know, I feel like just just kind of go on that a little bit more. What what is that? What do you want to say to somebody? Because I know there's people listening, and, and they can hear mine because mine was just raw, not saved. I thought I was going to heaven because I was an American. and But she <laughs> was in church and maybe would have thought, hey, I'm okay, but wasn't. Right. Um, you know, just growing up in church, uh, you know, like I said, there was a tenderness to the things of the Lord. I, I believe there was... Um, there was not a disrespect in me for the house of God or the people of God, but there there was a disconnect in the sense there was no personal relationship that I felt that I had with, with Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And um, I've experienced that so much, I think, just growing up in the church, but also uh, going to Christian colleges and, um, and just experiencing we um did youth for a long time here um in our ministry and spoke to youth kids and so just to talk to them um and to see where they're at and you you might you might be listening today and you're you're saying hey that was that's me i um have grown up in church it's my parents religion it's their relationship with christ that i'm just kind of going off um, you know, the coattails, hanging on to the coattails of their uh, experience. But I haven't personally asked Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior. And that might be you out there. And I will tell you this. I, I'm i not one that I remember the exact date. My husband could tell you the date he, he came to Christ. They, you know, uh, whether it's May, June, July. But I knew my age and I knew that there was a difference. There was a pivotal point in my life before Christ, accepting Christ, and now after Christ. And no one could ever talk me out of that. Um, I've never doubted my salvation since I've come to Christ. It was heartfelt, but there was a change. There was fruit that remains to this day. And um, I encourage you, really 
ask yourself, you know in your heart, have you surrendered to Christ as Lord and Savior? And uh, for all the young people out there, that have been raised in church. You know, again, it's not about anybody else's relationship with Christ. That's not going to get you in, but it's your personal relationship with Christ, your personal walk with Christ. If you have uh, received him as Lord and Savior of your life, that's what counts right there. You know, what she's saying is just so important to remember because we, like she said, we, we've dealt with a lot of we, we have a real heart for young people and we've been around a lot of young people and we've been intimately involved in a sense of ministering um, to youth. Um, and what you see is that is what she said. You see, you know, this is not to say in a negative way, but you see a lot of young people who have grown up in church and it seems like if they say they're saved, it's not so much you got to remember the day and the moment and the exact hour, but it just seems like there's just a blending where there there's not even, I don't remember if I ever, I just knew I grew up in church and now I'm, you know, and, and we, we've been around a, a lot of teenagers that have, once we begin to give them the word and really talk to them about what Christ, what a, a life that's been changed should look like and what it should you know how it should change or transform from darkness to light, and there should be a there should be a, a dramatic there should be a change there. Um, they they start to wonder, you know, am I? I wonder if I am because it seems like everything is just kind of blended together. I I grew up in church, and you know, I thought I was saved. I don't really remember if I did, and I'm still going to church, so I guess I'm saved. And you know, I, I guess both my wife and I have a heart for evangelism and for seeing people come to Christ. So. If we if we just leave this podcast as it is now, it's been awesome. But I think both of us would like to just, as she was doing, talk to anybody out there in particular. Um, maybe you're there, and you 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 say, as she said, you're saying to yourself, you know what, this is. I don't really know if I'm saved. I and I'm saying that because we have a young man in our church who in our that's a friend of that we've ministered to through church and different types of situations, who struggled with this. And um, he, he came to terms of the understanding, really deeply confessed Christ as his Savior and his Lord, and, and his life was dra drastically, dramatically changed. And we want that for you. We want to know that if you're listening today and you're wondering now, I don't know. If I died today, I don't know if I'd go to heaven, um, to be truth, to be honest. So we want you to know that. And one of the ways that the, the way that you come to know that for sure is is to recognize something very important that uh, you're a sinner and you know it seems like we try to keep this away from telling people this truth but you have to know the bad until if you don't know the bad you don't know how great it is god's grace can be so we're born sinners you need to recognize that fact tell that to christ say i'm a sinner i'm lost without you jesus I, I, I recognize that I need you as my Savior to be born again, to go to heaven. I want that now. I want you in my life. And, and ask him. Confess with your mouth and, and ask Christ into your heart and your life and just give your life over to him and dedicate your life to him. And just pray a prayer of, of heartfelt desire to see Christ come into your heart and to be your Savior. And I guarantee you, uh, whether it happens in a church like she was in or whether it happens in your bedroom like it did with me, if there's a heartfelt commitment and repentance for your sin and a confession of Christ and placing your faith in Christ as your Savior, your life will be changed drastically and radically forever. 
You know, that is so powerful what Brad just said. And I want to say this too. I think, um, you know, there's a difference here. You have somebody who you don't know if you've ever come to Christ. So, you know, you need to get that right. <laughs> you, you know, like me, I knew I hadn't um, received Christ as Lord and Savior and the Spirit of God just started moving on me. And, you know, that was my day of salvation to come to Christ. But then you might also have the other camp where you really have asked Christ to come into your life. Um, but maybe you have just kind of strayed or maybe um, you have sinned and you have, and here's the thing, this is what I uh, have come to see in my life, that, you know, our Christian walk is not perfect. Um, you know, we are all being sanctified. We are um, growing in more Christ-likeness in Him. None of us are perfect um, because it's not about works, but there should be in our life, a change when we come to Christ. You will feel conviction when you sin. Um, I know that was in my life. Uh, you know, I love the Lord, but there were different things in my life that, you know, uh, you, you, you might have strayed this way or this way for just a little bit. And you come back, you repent. And what's so great about that is it's, you know, the word says when we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us. And he throws it as far as the east is from the west. And so the thing is, you might be listening today and say, oh my goodness, I've messed up so bad. And you really do remember when you got saved, there has been conviction. There has been, you, you're feeling this in your life. And I say to you, repent, ask the Lord to forgive you and turn from that. And, and start today, you know, his mercies are renewed daily. Start today and say, today, Lord, I give you my life. Today, I'm going to walk in your word. I'm going to walk in your ways. I'm going to be led by your spirit today. And that's what his, his precious Holy Spirit is for us. That when we come to Christ, his spirit comes to live inside of us, dwell inside of us. And he will lead us. He will guide us. He will be our strengthener, our comforter, our guide, our teacher. And, um, that's what to me a life in Christ is. It's a it's a life of victory. It's a life of um just that relationship with the Lord. And um it's it's a life like no other. I I am so blessed that my parents took me to that evangelistic crusade and my life has forever been changed. Amen. Um, you know, before we go, I, I just felt like this was something that I wanted to share last week. He's, like, hey, man. He's so funny. Here's his personality. But Tell us now. I just feel like I got to say, I want to share this quick, <laughs> short testimony. Because she's talking about our life should be changed. And I got, I, if you want to listen to mine, I got saved. So what happened was I got saved on an early Sunday morning. Well, from, you know, if you heard the mine, I was a weightlifter and... Uh, power lifter and all that stuff. Well, what, what I did on that Monday morning, I went to the gym to work out mm. at Gold's Gym where I uh, trained. And and that's where a lot of the gym guys were that I hung around with. I was kind of in this crowd and, and talking about transformation and change. I mean, the day after I came to Christ, I walked into that gym and I remember them coming up and asking me, hey, they were inviting me to 
go to this big time party. Actually, I lived in Ohio. It was in New York. We were going to fly on a private jet there. <laughs> yeah, really. And um, go to this, you know, big time party. And whether it was in wherever the party was, that's not really, that doesn't really matter. But the fact that I was being asked to do something that I would have two days before been all for because, hey, let's go party, let's go drink, let's go do this. But when they asked me, man, it just rose up in me mm. real quick. And I and I looked at them and, and without even thinking about not wanting to offend anybody or being scared, I just said, hey, you know what? I can't do that now. You know, I, I accepted Jesus Christ in, as my savior uh, yesterday. And, it, and I wasn't <laughs> even knowledgeable enough to know that I probably shouldn't do those things, but something... <laughs> I was so changed inside that this, this that desire to go be a part of that left. Well, I took a stance that I'm not going to do that. And they're going, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a Christian, too. And I'm like, what? I don't know. But I said, I know I gave my life to Christ. And and uh, so they're all kind of cussing and, you know, kind of ripping, you know, ribbing me and making fun of me. And and that's OK. I took my stand and I, I turned it down. Well, I share that because um, about uh, something kind of interesting uh, several years later, being a member of the power team now, myself, I was back in Cincinnati working out at a world's gym because we were in town doing a ministry outreach there. And when you know it, I'm in the gym. This is 10 years later. Mm. I'm in the gym, in a, in, a, in a gym, working out there in Cincinnati. 10 years later, into the gym that day, walks the main guy that asked me to go to that party on to go with him that day, he walked into the gym and walked up to me. And I, what's so amazing about this is that shortly after, uh, he had, he had just got out of prison. He had been put in prison for 10 years for different things that he had been involved in. And he came up to me, isn't it, isn't that incredible how God can do these things? He came up to me that day in the gym and said, Hey, I want to tell you something. Um, I just got out of jail. I've been in prison for 10 years. Uh, because of that stand you took that day 10 years ago, um, I never forgot that. And in prison, I remembered that, that you took that stand, and it made a big difference in my life in wow. coming to Christ as my Lord and my Savior. So he said, I want to thank you that you took a stand. Um, I believe that had a, played a great role in, in my starting to, you know, my eyes being open to who Jesus is and what Jesus can really do. So I think that's an amazing thing. It's just, there's a you know, we come to Christ and like my wife and I can testify, she's a woman of God. She's a woman of prayer. And as I said earlier, a woman of great integrity and character. And um, I see the work that God has done in her. And I, I'm, I'm grateful that he did that because I'm the one that got to marry her. And now I get to live with a woman of God who, who, who is like she is. So it's a, it's a, such a blessing. So I'm, you know, did you want to say anything else or add anything on babe? No, that, that's it. Okay, so, you know, we just want you to know that Jesus loves you, and and if you're out there, remember, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, trust in Him today. Pray yes. the prayer. Ask Him into your heart. Confess Him with your mouth, um, and watch what Jesus can do in your life. And if you do know Him, like we like to say at our ministry, live all out for God. You know, start start pressing in, start praying, and we're going to talk about our prayer testimonies on our next podcast and what prayer did for both of us, but just really begin to press in, really begin to wholeheartedly serve the Lord, really begin to, to let God use you in a great and a mighty way. All right, everyone. Well, there's this is the end of uh, this podcast. And just remember, there is power in the name of Jesus. Y'all have a great 
evening or day. <laughs> Bye. God bless you, and we will see you and list, let you listen to us next time. We don't want to stop this, so we're going to keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right, see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.